Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for standing. My introduction's probably going to be as long as the message, so stay with me just for a few minutes as we look into chapter number one of First Peter. We'll find that Peter is speaking of heaviness, and he's speaking of times of hardship in his life and hardship in our lives. As I begin to study and just read down through these verses, these things help me so much. Life is full of sickness, suffering, sorrow, selfishness, and strife. But the Lord reminded me this week, and I want to remind you, that life also is full of Listen now real close. Satanic strategies. Satanic strategies. From the day that you and I was born, I'm not talking about the day that we got saved, accepted Christ, but from the day that you and I was born, if you will take time long enough to look back on your life, you will see two things. You will see the blessings of God in your life, And then if you'll pay close attention, you will see the satanic strategies where the devil tried to use little things in our lives to destroy us and to get our minds and our lives in so many different directions. God showed me some of that this week. It's amazing. We're living in a world that Peter says, has trials and temptations in it. But I want to draw your attention to a word in verse number 6 when it says, ye are in heaviness. Heaviness. That word heaviness means to be grieving. It means to suffer sorrow and stress. It means to feel the pressures of life. And that word heaviness there also means mental anguish. Suffering under trials and temptations of the life and the world that you and I are living in. But I want to give you some good news. It's also in verse number 6. It says, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season. The Bible teaches us that yes, there are times of sickness and suffering and sorrow and and, and selfishness and strife and satanic situations and so many strategies of the devil in our life, but it says that that is only for a season. Now when you study that word season, it gives a number value. And that, what that simply means is, is they are a number of days in our lives that these seasons will come. And when that number of days is over, that season will end and the sunshine will start shining again in our souls. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. 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 Even in Luke chapter number four, 
when the devil was tempting Jesus Christ himself, it says there that the devil departed from him for a season. For a season. I begin to think about this season in my life. I read a quote from C.H. Spurgeon that said this. It said on the top of the water, the current was flowing towards sorrow. But if you'll study the depths of the sea, the tops of the water one way can be flowing one way. But if you travel down deep enough into the sea, it said the current can actually be going in the opposite direction. And C.H. Spurgeon said, although life sometimes feels that it is carrying me into troubled seas, way down deep in my soul, there is another current that is flowing in the opposite direction. And I can trust the Lord to know that He has headed me towards heaven. Amen. And everything one day when this season is over, will be okay. Now, look at verse number five with me, and I want to bring out a word there. It says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I want to point out that word in verse number five, kept. Kept. That word kept there in verse number five means to be watched in advance. That word also means to mount up as a guard. Uh, That word means to post guards at the gates. Uh, That word means to hem in. And that word, Brother Dwayne, means to keep an eye on. And can I say to you this morning just in the way of introduction, that no matter what all's happened in my life this week, no matter what all's went on in my mind and in my heart and in the surroundings all around me, the sweet God of heaven reminded me in the word of God that you are not kept by your own power, but you are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. God reminded me a long time ago. Hey, listen, I'm 54 years old. When I was 19 years old, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. And he reminded me that he's had his eye on me, that he's had his guard around me, that he's had his presence before me and behind me and above me and below me, and that he has me. And I cannot keep myself by my own power, but I can testify this morning that Jesus Christ has kept me, he's held on to me and he'll continue to hang on to me and I can trust him today and I can trust him tomorrow and I can trust him through all of eternity because I am not kept by the power of Keith Watkins but I am kept by the power of Jesus Christ my darling Savior and Lord this morning I don't know if you're getting that or not but I am kept by the power of God I am not kept by my own power. 
If it was up to me, I'd done throwed in the towel a long time ago, amen. If it was up to me, I'd be in hell this morning crying out for one drop of water. But because of the sweet mercy of Jesus Christ and his keeping, saving power, I can testify this morning that I belong to him and he's mine and I'm his. And one day when I breathe my last breath here, I'll spend all of eternity with him in heaven. Amen. It's good to see Billy walk in this morning. Billy, he's had a hard week. <laughs> we was out in a part of the neighborhood that we usually don't go out in. And we was out there the other day and I was getting some gas. And as I was getting some gas, I looked off this car beside me. In that car beside me, I seen this young man standing there and I thought, I think I know that guy. And he was standing there and he was looking at his car looking at his car, talking to himself, throwing his hands up. And I opened the door of the car and my youngin said, that's Billy. I thought, I thought that was him. And I hauled over, I said, Billy, what's going on? This is what he said to me. He said, I just bought these tires and I'm getting a flat tire. He said, my car's tore up and I called the insurance company and they said, Dad's going to fix it for me. And then they said, that wasn't wrong with it. So I went to another place and they said, this is what was wrong with it. So now my insurance company don't know what's going on. So they ain't going to look like they ain't going to fix my car. He said, so my car's messed up. He said, my new tire's about to be flat. He said, my windshield got cracked. And he said, I dropped and cracked my cell phone. I can't call nobody. He said, I don't know what's going on, Preacher Keith. I felt like saying this, but I didn't. Join the crowd, brother. Because I don't know. Anybody knows really what's going on. Do you know what's going on? I don't. But I'll tell you what I do know what's going on. I am kept. I am kept by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. I do know that. I can tell you that. If you're glad you're saved, say amen. 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 All right, I'm still trying to get into this message. By the power of God means the mighty miracle power of God through faith unto salvation. I was reading this week. I don't even know if this is true or not, but it sure helped me. I was reading in this commentary and this man said this. He said that the keeper of the bird went out and bought a cage and he said he had a little canary bird, a little song bird and he said he put that song bird in the cage and said he kept sitting around waiting on that bird to sing him a song he said that bird didn't sing nothing And he said, this thought come to him, said, when you bought the cage, it come with a cover for the cage. So we took the cover and he put over the bird cage and the bird was in darkness. And he said, the bird started singing. And he said, he finally figured out something about that little canary bird that he had. He said that bird never learned how to sing a song when it was in the light. 
But he said every song that little canary bird learned to sing, it was in under the cover of the darkness. And when I read that, I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Because there's so many times in my life that in the light, when everything's going great, I don't see things the way I need to see them. But it's in those times of darkness in my life and trials and temptations and heartbreak in my life when the cover's been put over the cage, it's in those times when God's been singing them sweet songs in my soul. And I want to thank him for that this morning. I want to thank him for that. I went to bed one, this introduction, I'm going to get into the message. Just stay with me. I ain't going to preach real long this morning. I went to bed the other night at 3 a.m. Slept for a couple hours and didn't want to get up. The next day, I tried to go to bed and I woke up and couldn't go back to sleep. Went back to sleep at 4 a.m. that day. I'd cried, I was tore up, my eyes were swelled up. I seen my wife coming into the bedroom. She grabbed me by the arm and she said, I'm going to go to a, uh, I'm going to go to the funeral services or the visitation services for a lady in her church. And I said, well, honey, I ain't going to be able to go. I just ain't going to be able to go. And she left to go to those funeral services. And I was laying there in the bed, just all eat up with everything going on in my mind. And I said, if I could sleep just for a few more minutes, man, I'd feel better. If I could just sleep the whole day, I'd probably feel great. I think if you go to the doctor, they call that Depression. And as I laid there and I rolled over and I said, I need to get some sleep. Charlie, it was just like I was sitting at Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in the 11 o'clock service. I could hear the choir singing songs just like they were singing in my bedroom. And as I laid there and the choir in my mind was singing these songs that we sing here at the church, Son, there was something broke inside of me. And then as a thought come to me, get up. Get up. Get out of here. Son, I jumped up out of that bed. I said to the dog, I said, you want to go for a ride? Son, that dog jumped up and got to wagging that little nub tail. I said, come on, we're going for a ride. Son, I got out there and opened the door of the truck and that dog jumped in and I got in and we rode around and the only thing that I can tell you is, is the songs, the songbird, the glory of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit come down on me like I hadn't experienced in a long, long, long time. Can I say to you this morning, 
that if you're in a season right now of heaviness, and you're in a season right now of darkness, just hang on. Because God's going to put some songs down in your heart, and He's going to help you with some things that you didn't even know possible that He could help you with. And God can fix everything in you this morning that is broken. Can you hear me? There is no doubt about it. There are some people in this service this morning that inside of you is some broken things. But I'm here to testify to you this morning that God in your darkness can fix some things inside of you that is broken. I don't know if you believe it or not, but he can. Number one, look at verse number seven with me. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. I said, Lord, what are you trying to show me in verse number seven? You've led me to these verses and what are you trying to show me in this verse? And the Lord dealt with me about the gold that is spoken of here. That gold that is put in a heat of 2,000 degrees or more inside of a vessel that can withstand the heat. But when that gold is melted down in that furnace of fire, everything that is pure will fall to the bottom and everything that is junk will rise to the top. And you will skim off the dross off of the top of that melted down gold. And then everything that is left is pure. And everything that is left is real. I said, God, what are you trying to tell me then? What are you trying to show me? And the Lord began to deal with me about this thought. He said, the process of this heaviness and the process of this fire and the process of this trial is just to get you to the place that when everything that is left is just real. It's just real. There's no more fake. There's no more phony. There's no more of this and there's no more of that. And when you get to the place in your life to where you realize, you know what? I just want to be real. I just want to be what God would have me to be for praise and honor and glory at His appearing. That when one day when He comes back, just maybe you or I might just be able to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. What is real? That's what that verse means. Just hang on to what is real. The second thing the Lord dealt with me about is in verse number eight. He said, whom having not seen, you love. You love. Can I say to you that in this hard place that I've been in this week, I hope this don't disappoint you but I feel like I love the Lord more now than I ever have before since I've been saved. You say, preacher, I thought you really, really loved the Lord. I thought I really, really loved the Lord. But through this process of heaviness in my life, I love the Lord more today 
I don't know if this is helping you at all. And don't take this wrong. I'm not really worried about it right now. But I can tell you this. I love the Lord more today than I ever have since I've been saved. You know what he showed me, Jamie? You know what the Lord showed me this week? The Lord has showed me that not only is he my friend, he showed me he's my very, very best friend. You know what the Lord has showed me this week? Not only is he a friend that sticks closer than a brother. But the Lord has showed me not only that, but He's also showed me that He's my heavenly Father. And not only is He my heavenly Father, He's a good, 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 good Father. Can I say that to you this morning? He's everything that I need. And I love Him today. He's saved me. He's changed me. He's directed me. He's even corrected me. But he's done none of those things because he hates me. He's done all those things because he loves me. And when I see how much the Lord loves me, it sure does make me love him. It makes me love the Lord more today than ever, ever before. I can trust him with everything. He's my savior. He's a friend. He's my father. He's everything that I need in my life. That's who Jesus is. There's something else that he showed me. He showed me in these hard times that I can believe him. Look in verse number 8. Whom having not seen you love, and whom though now you see him not, Yet believing, yet believing. That word believing there is in the present continuous tense. That means believing not only in belief but also in action. And that word believing him says that you rejoice. That means to jump for joy. <laughs> That means to be exceeding glad. All I can tell you is this. From one of the hardest things that I've dealt with in my life thus far. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. All I can tell you is is Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I have went what I feel like from being in the lowest of the low to going to the highest of the high. I told my wife, I said, you know, honey, I said, life ain't supposed to be this way. I said, you're not supposed to be having to deal with the junk that I'm trying to deal with right now. And I looked at her and I said, only thing that I can tell you is is I truly feel like from the pain that is in my chest I feel like my heart's broke and she said I know I know and she said I've had it hurt in me the same way it's hurting in you and she said I know what you're feeling
And then all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, unexpected, the joy of God. Are you hearing me, church? The joy of God began to settle in my soul in such a real way that I can't even explain how good it is. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's all I can tell you. Feels good to lay on the bed again with my family and laugh and cry and love on each other. Feels good to look into my wife's eyes and her bend over and kiss me. Boy, she's kissed me a lot this week and it's been a blessing. (laughs) It's been good to experience the, the joy of the Lord. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Our dog was needing some shots. And I wasn't going to take the dog without my daughter going with me because it's really her dog, but really it's turned into my dog. But it's really her dog. So we go over to the vet. And our vet, he probably, I don't even have to say his name, he's crazy. And we go over there to the vet and we're standing there and he's not in the office. And we keep standing there and there ain't no vet showing up. And we keep standing there and there ain't no vet showing up. Well, about that time, here he comes like this. I said, man, are you all right? He didn't even look at me. Come walking right on by me. So I walked behind him. I said, hey, man, what's going on with you, doc? I said, are you feeling all right? What's going on with you, son? I said, talk to me. He wouldn't even talk to me. And then he looked at my daughter and he said this. You want to marry a man like that one day, like your daddy? And he was all ill. You want to marry a man like this one day, your daddy? I looked at him. I said, son, you all right? He wouldn't even look at me. He'd done everything he needed to do. I took the dog to the car. When my daughter come out, she said, that vet asked me something, Dad, when you left. I said, what did he ask you? said, he asked me this. said, is your dad just happy when he's around people and turns into an ogre when it's just him and the family? Or is your dad happy? You know, I'm curious to see what she said. And she said, I told him you was happy. You was happy when you was in front of him. And you was happy when you was around me. And you was happy when you was at home. And she said, and I told him this too. By the way, you asked me if I'd marry a man like my daddy. She said, I told him, yes, I would. Now, I don't know if that does anything for you or not, but it sure did help this daddy that had been through feel like hell this week. And we laughed and we talked and we've laughed and we've talked 
And this week, God has allowed me to experience joy unspeakable and full of glory. I don't have no idea why God dealt with me so strongly to share just a couple of verses that he's helped me with this week. I don't know why God dealt with me so strongly to share my heart in a way that I've tried to share it with you this morning. Only God knows that. Only God knows why he wanted me to share this with you today. But I will say this. If you're sitting in this service and you're under heaviness and you're sitting in this service and you feel like your heart is broken, I got some good news for you. That season one day will be over. And I want to encourage you to know that when that joy comes, when that joy comes, it will be joy unspeakable. And it will be full of glory. Miss Jean. So here we are. I don't know if this was a message or a testimony. I don't know if this was a message or just sharing of the heart. But I do know this. If you can't rejoice over anything else, you ought to be able to rejoice this morning, child of God, that he has kept you. And he is watching over you. And he has protection around you. And he has his eyes on you. And you are not kept by your own power, but you are kept by the power of Jesus Christ. Miss Gina. Does anyone need to come pray this morning? Anyone at all? God help me. Hey, some of y'all, this Billy right here, this is Billy. Some of y'all come pray with him. Some of y'all come pray with her. Some of y'all come pray with these people that are coming down. Because evidently, maybe just evidently, there's somebody else in this service today who needs the Lord to break that season of heaviness in their life. And to speak to them and bless them and give them joy unspeakable. Evidently, somebody else needs it. Would you come pray? Would you come pray? Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. God, break this season of heaviness in my life. This darkness that I feel like is all around me. God, break this battle in my mind and in my soul. 
as Spurgeon says, Lord, don't let the current keep pushing me towards sorrow, but oh God, would there be a deeper current down in my soul that would push me towards joy and peace? Got to have it, Lord. Can't make it without you. I need the power of Jesus Christ to be in my life. I need your hand to be on me, God. I need to be kept. I need you to watch over me, in front of me, behind me, at every doorway. Oh, God, keep me by your power.